Hey there, I'm Nunzea, and this is Market Scale Grow, a podcast created for ambitious teacherpreneurs looking to have a bigger impact on the world, achieve freedom, flexibility, and ultimately make more money. With weekly strategy sessions and inspiring stories from fellow teachers just like you, my goal here is to help you create a customized marketing strategy so you can grow your teacher business beyond your wildest dreams. Okay. Before we get started, I'm really excited because I created a free quiz just for you. You can head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash quiz to find out if Facebook ads are right for you and your business. This two minute quiz has a couple questions that you can answer to find out if Facebook ads or something else are the next marketing strategy that you should be implementing in your business. So head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash quiz to find out today. Welcome, welcome to episode number seven. Today I'm talking to Alexandra from Terrific Teacherpreneur. She is a full-time teacher author who runs her TPT store, Terrific Teaching Tactics. She loves creating no-prep resources for early elementary students. Alex also helps other teacher authors grow their businesses. She provides actionable tips and advice about selling on TPT through her Facebook group and podcast, The Terrific Teacherpreneur. Alex loves helping teachers in any way she can. I had such a great conversation with Alex, and we talked about tons and tons of great advice for teachers who are just starting out, so let's dive into that conversation. So, uh, welcome to the podcast. How are you today, Alexandra? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. How are you today? I am doing wonderful. So, if you wanted to start out by telling everyone where you're from and what your background in teaching is. Awesome. So, I live in Queensland, Australia. Um, I know you're probably hearing like a an odd accent it it is that I'm originally from the UK so I'm originally British and but I've been living in Australia for the last 10 years so all my experience as a teacher and everything has been here in Australia so I taught third grade or what we call year three over here for a couple of years and I also did first grade so um like early elementary kind of age level and I did that for a few years and I also did a little bit of like part-time substitute like we call it relief teaching but that kind of thing as well and I now I'm actually out of the classroom and I do TPT full-time. How long have you been out of the classroom for? Um two less than two years not not actually that long but 2020 2021 I've been doing this full time so it's been like yeah kind of around the two-year mark almost and it's kind of been it was scary at first and weird not being in teaching but it's also been really amazing so it's yeah it's definitely crazy wow well congratulations when did you start your tbt journey or your teacherpreneur journey um, I actually started my store in 2015, so like the end of 2015 when I was still teaching and like it was it was very much like a really small side hustle. I was so busy teaching. I didn't spend a lot of time on it for the first few years and then I started taking it more seriously in about 2018 and it kind of took off a lot quicker because I sort of, I guess I changed my mindset a little bit and started treating it a bit more like a business and it took off a lot faster and then, yeah, I was able to sort of transition out of the classroom 
you know, not long after that. So it's kind of exciting, really. But yeah, it's been, I've actually, it's like half a decade on TPT, but it doesn't really feel like actually that long of doing it, really. Yeah, I know what you mean. It seems to go by really fast. What kind of stuff do you sell? So it's kind of a bit of a saturated niche, I have to admit. That's the one thing that makes me kind of sad is that I'm in the sort of kindergarten, first grade, second grade, very early elementary kind of math literacy stuff. And that is a very popular area. Like I've got when someone says, oh, I'm doing like eighth grade social studies or something, I'm kind of jealous because I'm like, you've got this really, you know, smaller niche that's not so saturated. I do feel like it's very competitive what I do, but it was what I was teaching at the time. I was teaching first grade and I just, it was, you know, sometimes you just have to do what you enjoy and what suits you and makes sense and what you're good at, even if it isn't necessarily the easiest in terms of GPT being competitive but yeah absolutely yeah I my niche is the same so I'm also in like that early elementary but I have the slight added benefit of doing French immersion products so that kind of helps a little bit but I I also get that jealousy when people are like oh I do high school algebra or like you said grade eight social studies (laughs) ah that's so lucky of you so how has your store changed over the years it's crazy I don't know I know you've been on TPT a while I don't remember back then but when we had like the rectangle shaped covers and you I mean I didn't have like terms of use or like credit pages and I had like ugly fonts and like no heart no like no nice clip art or anything I mean my it was like cringe so much from what it was like back then I don't know if that's the same with you wild wild west I always call it <laughs> yeah it was it was different back then and I think like I was talking to someone I know who's been on even longer so 2009 she joined and she said it was just like you just kind of threw up a product like as it was there was no like making it tpt ready and now i have to spend all this time like taking all these photos and doing all this marketing and like making it all pretty and it's it's just so different it's come such a long way but my stuff looks a lot better now because of it so i guess it's worth it yeah i totally agree it's uh definitely a different world i remember putting up products one of my first products was a word document so it was editable to the person. I think the font was like comic songs, if you will. Like, yeah. So I know what you mean about that, like, era of TPT. So, yeah, things have definitely changed. What would you say are major milestones in your TPT journey that you've like can go- look back on and say this was an awesome success? That's so hard to say. So many things. Like when you first start, you just get excited when you first make a certain amount of money or you get a certain amount of reviews or followers like I think we all have those little mini milestones of our own where you're like oh I sold 10 of this or I got a thousand reviews or something like that but I don't actually I try not to focus on that stuff so much nowadays because I can't control my sales or my reviews and my followers and stuff so I tend to do just kind of bigger exciting things like this year I got accepted to present at TPT Forward and I was just like jumping up and down and screaming with joy I was like that's the kind of win I'm going to celebrate now because I had to apply for that and work hard to get that and it wasn't something that was like you know if you you get a review you get a review it's not something you can really control so I'm trying to celebrate things that I have achieved that I can control now so I was excited about that or I'm excited when certain people you know like reach out and connect with me and say oh I really enjoy listening to your podcast and stuff now I'm like I'm taking the wins that are things that are in my control now so that's really exciting that's amazing that you got accepted to the conference congratulations (laughs) Um, huge milestone for sure 
And definitely, definitely a lot of work goes into that. So congrats. Has your business grown beyond Teachers Pay Teachers? I, it's it's yeah it started off as just like oh I'm throwing a few products onto there and then before you know it, overnight you've got all these like marketing platforms and you have a blog and a website and all this stuff and it becomes like this mammoth thing and then yeah now I help other teacherpreneurs and so it's crazy I feel like I've got two of everything like two Instagrams and two Facebook accounts and all this different stuff because I've now kind of got two businesses and it's sort of like this little it's like it's grown like an extra head <laughs> it's like expanded into this new thing and I'm trying to struggle to manage both but I am enjoying it though it's just a lot of work mm-hmm. and as a follower of yours you're specifically you're helping of teacherpreneurs or teacher business owners that is it's such a great account I would highly recommend it to anybody it I've got so many tips and tricks from it so yeah you're doing a great job there Oh, thank you. That's what I mean. Like I'm like celebrating the small things of like, even if I feel a bit burnt out because I'm trying to do too much when someone says something like, oh, I learned something from that. So thank you. Like I'm, I make, like makes my day. That's awesome. So I'm really glad you like the page. Yeah. So helpful. Where would you say your business is at in growth at this point? Are you still in that startup phase or do you think you're more in like the grow or are you starting to scale? Where would you be at? Do you think? Be somewhere in the middle between growth and scale because I'm obviously my store's been doing really well and everything, but I'm just not one of those millionaires yet that has like a team of 10 virtual assistants or like team members or anything like that. So I'm not at that really huge stage. I mean, that's the dream, I guess, one day when you have all these people helping you and you're like a millionaire. But I'm kind of also glad that I'm not at that stage, which is crazy, but just that I feel like I'm a bit more relatable and I feel like. I can understand what it's like to be in the trenches because I'm not someone that I'm doing it all myself, I guess. So that's kind of nice. And it also doesn't feel like you've got so much pressure when you listen to the people that have that are scaling and have all these big teams. There's so many extra things involved in working with other people and running a team. And I will one day start that. But for now, I'm kind of just enjoying doing it on my own. And it's kind of nice. <laughs> a good place to be and get comfortable there and kind of, you know, baby step into the next phase of your business when you're ready for sure. How do you mainly market your business? This kind of goes against like everything I tell people not to do because I always say to them like you should focus on your store and maybe start like a Pinterest account or something and that's what I did do at first but now I do literally everything which is is insane but have Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, blog, and email. And then I have like literally two of each of those things because of my two businesses. But I think I'm only able to do that because I'm doing this full time. That kind of makes it possible. So yeah, if you are listening and you are like a new teacherpreneur, don't do all those things at once. It's insane, but start off gradually. And I did do that. I gradually took on each thing, but yeah, I kind of literally do everything at the moment. I was, I was going to say that what you already said, but putting one piece on at a time is really important and you're not at that starter phase. So I think it makes sense that you have these different layers to your marketing so that it, it is hitting all of the different audiences because you're at a level where you can. And like you said, you are doing this full time. You're no longer in the classroom, which gives you a bit of a an leg up on side hustlers who are still in the classroom. So yeah, definitely great advice there to just one piece at a time. Yeah, I started my store and I 
started my Pinterest account around the same time. And I just did that for like a few years. And then, you know, I gradually started Instagram, whatever, because it's impossible to do it all, especially if you're in the classroom, like hundred percent. I don't recommend doing too much at once. You will just burn out. And yeah. You want it to still be fun and enjoyable. Exactly. And you're trying to do all of the things because somebody else is doing all the things, then it isn't fun anymore. And that's when you're like, oh, I'm done. It's impossible. Yeah. And like, and disclaimer as well, even when you have the whole full time thing that gives you a sort of leg up because you've got more time, it's like you're still only human. It's even for me, it's still impossible to do all five of those things at well. And I feel like if you are doing them all well, you probably have some virtual assistants to help you because like you can't be good at everything. Like even if you are really good at Instagram, you might not be good at blogging or if you love Pinterest, you might hate Facebook, Like you can't be good at all. So don't have that pressure, I guess, to love everything and be good at everything because it's like literally not possible. And if you see someone else who does seem to do everything really well, like they're not. But trust me, they're not doing it all well. They're having someone help them or they've had years to get to that point or they secretly do hate parts of it. And that kind of like, yeah, that's like the real talk, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Amy Porterfield's always my go-to when I have these conversations with people. Like, She's doing all of the things, but really she's not doing much of it herself. She's built up an amazing team that supports her so well. And she's such a huge idol to many of us. And you want to be her, but it, if you look back on her journey, she didn't start where she is now, just like we can't start where, where she is. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Are there any big challenges? This might be a bit of a curveball question, but are there any big challenges that you faced that you have almost quit over or that have made you really rethink the direction of your business or caused you to like change what you're doing? I don't think I've done anything that's like a big change, but I've definitely had those moments, not like I want to quit moments, but just those, those kind of burnout moments. And I think that was whenever I started something new. So like when you first start TPT, that's crazy. And it's an intense learning curve. And then you kind of get used to it. And then you're like, oh, I guess I'm ready to start a Facebook page. And then it feels like you're starting from scratch again, because you have no idea what you're doing and you have no one following you. And you like, you just feel like you're in the dark. And you get used to it and then you start the next platform and then you're starting from day one again. And it feels like it just goes over and over and over of starting something new and just being at the bottom of the ladder kind of thing. So each time I started something, I would just feel exhausted and kind of burnt out. And like, nobody, I hate Facebook. Nobody likes me on there. Like I want to give up kind of thing. <laughs> and then like you get used to it and you start the next one. Oh, blogging so hard. Like it just, it, and like, that's normal. So yeah, I guess don't, if you're listening and you feel like, frustrated with a platform and you want to give up like that's totally normal I guess I've definitely had those exact same feelings every time I start something new and it seems like when you do that like when I first started my Instagram page all I saw was people with like 10 20 30,000 followers I didn't see the people who also had 10 followers 100 followers who and then I started to see more of them be like okay I'm not the only one but you feel like you're the only one for a while because the big ones stick out to you. People with these perfectly curated feeds that have everything together, but you're only looking at like that one piece of their business. And again, they're at a different phase. And so I've definitely had those comparison moments where like, well, I'm just going to delete my Instagram, which will never happen. I love Instagram way too much, but (laughs) I love that. Um, 
that quote that I've seen on Instagram where it's like, don't compare your chapter two to someone else's chapter 22. And like, as you were talking as well, I was thinking like, it is like a tip of an iceberg. You just see like these few small people that are doing really well. And it's like, they're, they're in the minority. You know, when it comes to TBT, there's like this tiny amount of people that are like millionaires. And like, when it comes to Instagram, like no, not everybody has a hundred thousand followers. They're like, they are the minority, but we see them the most. And so it warps our sense of reality. And we think that everybody's getting success. Everybody's getting easier than us, quicker than us. That's so not true. We're actually all just like those ducks. We're just like paddling underneath. And like, <laughs> yeah, we're all feeling like that, but we don't know it. And I don't think we talk about it enough. So yeah. That's so true. The other quote that I thought of just now when you're talking was the don't compare someone else's highlight reel to your whole story or your whole life, because that's what Instagram is, is a highlight reel. And I think many social medias, whether you're looking at Pinterest or you're looking at Facebook, it ends up being a highlight reel. People aren't putting, I mean, sometimes they do, but generally speaking, aren't putting them crying or sick or any of those really hard, challenging times. And when they do, too often, it's like this pretty picture, with yeah. right? That's kind of masking it. So it still looks like this great, amazing pulled together situation when everyone has those peaks and valleys that you were talking about, like the, the ups and downs that it's going really well. And, Oh no, it's terrible again. And it's going really well. and It's terrible again. So I think that those are really important pieces to remember as entrepreneurs. So do you want to talk a little bit more about like your course, the course side of your business and how you help people there and where that started and where it's grown to? Yeah, sure. So it's actually not been that long. It's actually only been in 2020 that I started. And it it just started with this Instagram account. Like that's all I did. I was like, hey, guys, I'm starting another Instagram account. And it's, you know, to help sellers. And you were one of the original people that knew me back then. And it was just like, I'm going to do what is not on Instagram right now, like what I don't see anyone else doing, which is just providing tips for TBT. Like I followed people that helped in that stuff, but they just put up like selfies of themselves or their perfect lives or they were advertising their own teaching resources. It's like, where can I like go and find a picture on Instagram that will give me advice about my business? And it's like, it didn't really exist, like not in the actual world so I was like I'm gonna do it because it's something that I want and so I started creating these like carousel posts with like advice and like you know all these different like tips and advice and tricks and everything and it started to do better than my other account was because it was something people actually needed help with instead of just like pictures of my resources whatever and so I've been doing that for a while and I've also got like a blog and a podcast and a Facebook group and everything just to like help people in different ways because I know like not everyone's on Instagram but the best thing about it, like hands down, is connecting with people. And like like the advice I want to give is like if you are a seller or a new TPT seller, like don't do it alone because I was so lonely back in 2015, sitting there on my computer on my own. I had no TPT friends, no like ready to give me advice, no one to talk to or like podcasts to listen to. And I felt so lonely. And now I'm in this like Facebook group where I can talk to people and it's like, you shouldn't be doing this alone. You need to like connect with people. It's so important. I was, first of all, I didn't even know that Facebook groups were really thing. And I don't think they were the same back then either. And same with Instagram wasn't the same back then. And I was afraid to tell anyone I knew in my real life that I did this or for fear that they would like laugh at me or tell me I was being silly or ridiculous. And I don't think I took myself that seriously at the beginning either. It was very much a, 
we'll see what happens, right? So I like hit it, which just made me feel lonelier because I wasn't, but I didn't have, I didn't even know where to go to look for it. So it's definitely something that is very valuable for newbies to know that they're not alone and that there there are people there helping and supporting them. So, and then the, yeah. did the course just kind of come from there of like, well, maybe people actually need this and let's go. Yeah, a little bit. I think a little bit of it was uh, caring about making things kind of affordable. I, I don't know. I just kind of kept, I knew that there were a few other courses out there, but I kept feeling like some things were just always so out of reach for new people because, you know, if I, I remember so vividly when you first start TPT, you know, you might literally only earn like $10 or $50 or like this really small amount of money. And so I'm doing the maths in my head and I was like, how many months of earnings would you have to have in order to afford some of these courses, coaching programs, um, or even just like apps and programs and, and just in general, your investments of clip art and stuff. And I was like, it's just not possible to afford it. And I kind of felt like there wasn't that many affordable options. So I kind of wanted to do it, but I just wanted to do it a little bit cheaper. And I think it's, you know, it's hard because people, they look at the price of something and they think that that equates to the value. And they're like, well, I guess if they're charging a thousand dollars, then that must be like this amazing coaching program or something. But like, you know, I just didn't, I know that wasn't a good marketing move, but I didn't care. I just thought, I don't know how people can afford these crazy things. And so that's kind of what drove me to make something that wasn't too expensive, which I know is just like a weird motivation. But it's like, if I was in 2015, if I knew there were courses out there, what would I want and what would I need help with and what could I manage afford? Maybe, you know, $500 just wasn't an option for me back then. So yeah, that was kind of, it was like a money related motivation of out of like this empathy that I had for sellers. And I don't know if anyone else ever has that, but I think about it all the time. I'm just like, it's so hard to earn money on TVT. Like it's so hard and people don't talk about that enough. Yeah. I'm especially, going on. No, no. Especially with what you said at the very beginning of it's a different world. Now you can't, well, I mean, obviously you can, but if you were to start your store the same way I did, where just throwing up a word document without a cover page, without thumbnails, without a preview or anything, your store's not going to go anywhere. Right. So whereas back, when I started, because I started in 2013. So I, those products didn't like, they didn't, they were not, they will never be million dollar products, but they made enough money and they sold enough times that there was a bit of traction behind them. But if you were to start that way today, it's such a different world that it's really hard. And I think that without having a course or somebody there to help guide you, that it can get really easy. People can be really easily defeated. Yeah. So, and I think that that empathy about price is a bit of a, like the teacher side of you <laughs> of yeah. like wanting to help people and wanting to be there for people and wanting to support them. That's, I, I feel like that's, yeah, my body screaming like teacher vibes as you're saying. Yes. I think about it all the time. I think about how all of us are teachers at heart and we are not business people and marketers. We weren't born. We didn't go to, all of us didn't go to university or whatever to like study to be marketing experts or business managers. And so everything we approach is from being a teacher. And I think that's what makes our resources great and teachers love them. But when it comes to marketing on like Pinterest or like selling yourself in an email, it doesn't come natural to us. And it certainly doesn't come natural to me. And yeah, like I said, I struggle all the time and I do the same in my store. I'm terrible. I price things really low because of this 
teacher empathy of like teachers aren't paid enough it makes me so mad and knowing that they can't afford things and yeah maybe that makes me a bad businesswoman some days but like if I, it helps me sleep at night so I don't know yeah this is something I'm really passionate about I don't talk about it very often though but it's yeah definitely something I'm passionate about that's a balance I have a hard time with too of trying to figure out the right value for my product and my store and also making them affordable for people but not wanting to undervalue not like it's so there's so many things that go into it and talking to people who are outside of the TPT world who sell products online they just like eyes bug out like you sell what for what <laughs> yeah I would never sell that for less than $300 <laughs> $20 in my store. So you can go get it there. <laughs> right? Like, so it's a, it's a very different world. And I think that it's a good mindset to have. But then as you move your business forward of trying to find that balance becomes a little bit harder even. Yeah. Thank you for being so open about it. <laughs> That's okay. I felt like I went on a bit of a like rant there. I was just getting all, I don't know, it does, it makes me kind of passionate to talk about it, but I think it's nice to talk about it because I feel like that's not something people talk about very often on podcasts. It's just like, how do I start an email list? But like, not like it's hard, the pricing of things, valuing your work, that kind of stuff, really hard. Also, yeah, being affordable, helping teachers. There's there's like a real struggle. Yeah, definitely. Um, Back last March, right at the beginning of the pandemic, I had a couple of products that were boom cards, so they're digital, and I knew that they'd be helpful for teachers. And so I put them, I can't remember if I put them 50% off or 25% off or something, but I bumped the prices down and I got flack from a couple of people in Facebook groups, like publicly shamed, basically saying, you're, you choosing to put your prices down like this is hurting all of us. And I, my heart hurt so bad because I was like, people are in such a terrible time right now. They are scrambling to find things to do. And if I want to, and it said on my, in my product description, this is because of the pandemic. It wasn't me trying to undervalue or undercut anyone else. It wasn't anything that it was because of the pandemic, because life is hard enough already. I want to try and help you even more. And then people were saying like that I was undervaluing everybody and I was a huge problem. And I was like like in tears because of it. And it was, it hurt my heart so bad that people didn't have any empathy for the situation or they were so focused on making all the money for them that the idea of helping other people just like completely went out the window. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you, I know what you mean. You have to strike a balance because you know, you don't want to go too extreme. You don't want to be money greedy and just caring about your business and not caring about teachers because that's not who we are. And that's probably not the right way to do things. Obviously we don't want to undervalue our work. We don't want to do any of that stuff either. It's just, it's so hard to find that middle ground. I a similar thing. I got, I remember on like one of those Facebook groups getting into like a little argument with someone because I was saying that it's good to have a few freebies in your TPT store and in your boom store, like, you know, 10%, nothing, 5%, nothing too crazy, but it it does actually help your business because people try your stuff and then they buy stuff. And, and it also helps the people like when I first started teaching that couldn't afford stuff. And this person was just like, no, freebies hurt the business. They hurt the whole market. They're terrible. We shouldn't have them. And like, I guess we all have different opinions, but the important thing is that you shouldn't like tear someone down, I guess. I mean, that's really sad that people, we're tearing you down and you run your own business you're allowed to price whatever you feel comfortable in your heart pricing at and that's like the important thing and another piece of 
really good advice that came from that experience is you can leave groups. <laughs> if people are acting that way towards you in a group, it is not worth, and somebody else had to tell me this. I didn't even, I should have realized it on my own, right? But hindsight's twenty twenty. But someone else is like, leave. If people are treating yeah. you that way, you don't need to be part of that community. So just remember that if you feel like you're making a good decision for your business and for yourself and for the world, then, and people are tearing you down, those aren't your people. They're not the ones that you want in your community. You need to find find your people that are going to support you through those maybe questionable decisions that you're making or maybe amazing decisions, but people that are going to be supportive and help you through it, not tear you down through it. Yes, I so believe in that because I've left a few Facebook groups of people with really toxic ones and like that really mean spirited stuff comes out. And I honestly, I love my Facebook group. The people in there are like the most sweet, kind people. I, and I honestly have never once had to like moderate anything or delete any nastiness. Like they're like, honestly, the most sweetest, like I just love them. I honestly love that group to death. They're like, and I made, I feel like I've made this big group of like a family where I'm like, I don't actually know these people in real life, but they're so nice. (laughs) And yeah, so the advice here is to find your people and don't stick around for like the negative, horrible people. There will always be people like that in this business. So find your people. Absolutely. Awesome. So we're just going to end quickly with my three rapid fire questions. Number one, favorite social media. Instagram. Yeah, me too. If, if you're if you're talking about, I just it was a trick question because I was going to say Pinterest, but like that's kind of a search engine, so I'm going to go with Instagram. <laughs> yeah, no, I consider Pinterest a social media search engine. It's like a okay. hybrid. <laughs> okay, in that case, Pinterest 100. percent But in case you were like talking like really social, social kind of. In terms of connecting with people and stuff, I'd much prefer Instagram. But in terms of making money, Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> I agree 100% with that. Pinterest is way better because of the visual aspect and the searchability because it lasts so much longer on Pinterest, whereas Instagram, it's just gone. Five minutes later, basically, it's gone. So. Yeah. It, um, yeah. <laughs> number two, favorite tool or software or app that you use in your business? PowerPoint, definitely. Yeah. And then what advice, you've given tons of advice already, but one piece of advice you would give to somebody who's just starting on their journey. I don't even know how to not talk for like an hour. Okay. <laughs> um, one, one piece of advice, which is like I briefly talked about earlier when I mentioned that I started my store and I just did my store and Pinterest and I had the most breezy, easy, chill time of it. Just made products, I made, made a few pins. And I, I talk to so many people now who are new, who are like, I'm just burnt out because I'm trying to make pins. I'm trying to learn Instagram and I'm trying to have a Facebook page. And how do I write my blog posts? And how, when do I start an email list? And their heads just explode. And I never had that. And I don't recommend that. So I, my biggest piece of advice is to focus on product creation and maybe just pick one platform. And the reason I suggest that, not just for burnout reasons, because you might be like a machine that can do it all. But if you went to like, a big seller and like looked at their business, like a super successful TPT store. Um, they may be good at Instagram. They may be bad at Pinterest. They may love blogging. Like that can change person to person. But the one thing that seller will have that all the big successful sellers have is good quality products. You know, 
they might not have an Instagram and they're still killing it because they have good quality products. They might hate Facebook and they're still a millionaire because they have good quality products. It's like impossible to not have good quality products. Like the one thing you have to have, all the other stuff is like the icing on the cake. So, you know, instead of stressing about all the different marketing platforms, focus on your products and maybe just one. That's my advice. And you said something like three times in there that I just want to reiterate high quality products. There's a lot of people who focus on high quantity, but I think that um, quality is way more important than quantity because if you make good quality products, people will come back and then want more from you. So as the quantity increases, then that having that quality is going to benefit you way more than if you're just pumping out tons and tons of products without quality. So I agree. High quality products is, is the first step for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. If people want to come and find you, um, I am part of that Facebook community and I will second vouch how awesome it is. So where can they find you on Facebook and Instagram? Um, so on Facebook, the group is called The Terrific Teacherpreneur. Um, and it's the same name that I use for my podcast as well. So it's kind of it's all got the word terrific in it. I'm clearly like obsessed with the word terrific. <laughs> terrific teacherpreneur is the name of my Facebook group and podcast. And then my Instagram is called terrific selling tactics. So basically if you put the word terrific anywhere, I'm probably going to pop up somewhere. <laughs> Perfect. And I'll make sure it's all uh, linked in the show notes below. So thanks again for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's inspiring story. If you'd like to share your story with us, then head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash journey and complete the quick application form. Then head to our community at marketscalegrow.com forward slash community so you can join our group of inspiring teacherpreneurs who are working on growing and scaling their businesses too. See you soon.